Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking crimes against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that, honestly, none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. This week's story is a listener suggestion. Thank you to Dawn for bringing Aaliyah's story to my attention. This sweet little girl story has not had near enough the attention it deserves. And the very fact her remains have not been recovered, her so-called mother should be locked up in a dark hole until she admits where her daughter is. Aaliyah's story is one that I've always checked up on, and I really hope for a resolution for her strong and brave big sisters and her other siblings who thankfully have parents now who will do anything to protect them. Something little Aaliyah was never afforded. 2011, Lewis County, West Virginia. Three-year-old Aaliyah Lunsford goes missing after being put to bed with the flu. But when questioned by police, her mother's story does not add up. The trial would unfortunately go cold and remain that way for several years before Aaliyah's brave big sister decides enough is enough and she isn't afraid anymore. It was time for the truth to be revealed and for her little sister to be found. This is Aaliyah's story. Now to an Eyewitness News exclusive. It is a case that captivated the state for years as people never stopped wondering what happened to three-year-old Aaliyah Lunsford. Eventually, it was her older sisters who provided the big break in the case after carrying a dark secret for five long years. Aaliyah Page Lunsford was born July 29, 2008, to mother Lena Marie Lunsford and Eric Harris. Now, according to Lunsford's later 911 call, Aaliyah's father does not even know she exists. Regardless if this man is actually Aaliyah's father or not, it's not really clear, but her father was not part of her life. And like so many children we see in these stories, Aaliyah was born into an environment of chaos, drug use and neglect. Aaliyah's mother, Lena Lunsford, had a hard life herself. She never was taught to be a mother and never had a good role model. For much of her childhood, she had been allegedly abused by her biological father, which only escalated when her parents got divorced when Lunsford was about seven years old. To hide the abuse, Lunsford learned the art of lying, or telling half-truths, to cover up what was happening in the home. As Lunsford reached adulthood, she started to rack up a collection of criminal charges, including forgery and drug-related offences. Lunsford was actually serving time for a probation violation when she was pregnant with her daughter Aaliyah. Throughout her pregnancy, Lunsford would continue using drugs and never really stopped, not throughout any of her many pregnancies. 
Aaliyah would be Lunsford's fourth child, and she would be heavily pregnant with twin girls at the time of Aaliyah's disappearance. In 2011, when our story takes place, Lunsford was married to a man named Ralph Conaway, and he would be the father of Lunsford's four youngest children, including the unborn twins. Three-year-old Aaliyah and her two older sisters, 11-year-old Kiara and 9-year-old Destiny, were from previous relationships. Conaway had his own criminal history, mostly minor offences. Now, it does seem that Aaliyah was a target of her mother's frustration and anger. Aaliyah was treated differently from her siblings. The reason for this treatment, it is theorised it was out of jealousy. Lunsford had lost custody of her children before, and they would bounce around in foster care and with relatives. And it seems that Aaliyah spent a lot of her infancy with Lunsford's mother, Aaliyah's grandmother, and the two had formed a strong bond. They were enamoured with each other. Lunsford felt threatened by this, so when she got custody back of her children, I guess that resentment towards Aaliyah was built to a point any little frustration or inconvenience Aaliyah caused it resulted in harsh punishments and neglect. Sometimes forced to drink salt water, and she was deprived of food and even clothing and bedding to sleep in. Aaliyah would be forced to stand in the corner of the room for hours. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. According to Ralph Conaway, on Friday, September 22, 2011, he and Lunsford had taken the children to a shop in Clarksburg, West Virginia, with the plan to buy some bath salts. And for those who don't know, because I didn't know, bath salts are a synthetic drug often used as a replacement for cocaine or methamphetamines. That night, the couple used the drug, and Conaway also drank beer. He claimed he then went to sleep as he had work the next day. That everything seemed fine, the children were fine, that three-year-old Aaliyah had a stomach bug or the flu and she had a temperature and was vomiting, that she'd been given some paracetamol and was sleeping soundly. The following morning, Saturday, September 23, 2011, 6am, Conaway went to work and Lunsford went to check on Aaliyah, who was still quite unwell. She gave her some more paracetamol and let the little girl go back to sleep. But when Lunsford went back in three hours later to take her temperature... Aaliyah was not in her bed. According to her mother, Aaliyah was last seen wearing a pink sweatshirt with a picture of a princess, purple Dora the Explorer pyjama pants, and was wearing no shoes. Lunsford would claim she checked all around the home and then the property around the home, but Aaliyah was nowhere to be found. Lunsford then loaded all four children into her van and just drove around the neighbourhood looking for her missing daughter. She drove until she ran out of gas. A neighbour was nearby and gave her some gas so she could get back home. Lunsford would call 911 to report Aaliyah missing at 11.30am, more than two hours after she realised her daughter was missing. (coughs) 
evidence of those three right now. Okay. What, where is the other one? My son is a visitation with his father. Okay. So you got up at 6.30 this morning with her and she yes. was sick. Yes. And she, you, she went back to bed and went back to sleep and then you laid down also? Yes. How old are your other children that are... Okay. Um, did any of them see her this morning? What time did they get up? They came in here. Um, I'm not sure, maybe around 7, 7.30, came in here in my room with me. Okay, you said 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and 8-month? Yes. Eight months. yes. <laughs> okay, can you look outside and see the officer? Uh, I'm looking. Oh, God. There. In the front. Okay. Oh, my God. Yes, I see one out here. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and let you off line so you can go talk to him. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, bye. Police were on the scene within minutes, and Lunsford would tell them she believed her daughter had wandered off. When police asked for a photo of the little girl to circulate to other departments, counties and the media, Lunsford would give them the main photo that is widely used for Aaliyah, a photo taken in July 2011, so two months earlier. And this sweet baby girl, she just looks so sad and has a large bruise on her face. She was also missing four front teeth. Heartbreakingly, on Aaliyah's Charlie Project profile, in not one photo of this child is she smiling or without bruises on her face. It would be obvious to anyone that Aaliyah was being neglected and was abused. The search for Aaliyah began immediately. A larger crew joined within the hour and about 100 volunteers before the end of the day. Police searching the home and surrounding area. There was no evidence of forced entry into the home. However, The screen door to the home had no handle and the main front door, it didn't shut properly, so the house wasn't exactly secure. It wasn't stopping anyone coming in or anyone going out. However, given the amount of people that were in the home at the time, one adult and four other children, two of which were old enough to know someone strange was in the home, no one saw or heard anything. Interestingly, for reasons unknown, Lunsford never mentions her husband living there, not in the 911 call or to police, only her and the children living in the home. The only other person she mentions is Aaliyah's father, who, as we know, allegedly doesn't even know that Aaliyah existed, so him taking her wouldn't even make sense. It was quickly clear that Aaliyah was not in her home. Police would question registered sex offenders who lived within a 10-mile radius, and all their alibis were checked but they were all cleared. None were close to the Lunsford-Conaway home at the time of Aaliyah's disappearance. Available surveillance cameras were also requested, home doorbell cameras and home security cameras. This did support Lunsford going out and searching for her daughter. Some people were interviewed as many as six times and polygraphs were administered. However, police had never confirmed who these people are. The FBI also became involved and they announced a $20,000 reward for information leading to Aaliyah's recovery or an arrest in her disappearance. The FBI would shift the focus away from the family home to another residence, 
that was previously owned by Conaway, Aaliyah's stepfather in Vadis, about 30 miles away from Bendell, where the family now lived. The local authorities, led by Lewis County Sheriff's Deputy Lieutenant David Parks, pledged their dedication to bring little Aaliyah home. Quote, It's something that stays in our minds all the time here. It's not something you can forget. There is a little girl missing. Unquote. Now, unfortunately, Aaliyah's case got little attention beyond her small home state of West Virginia. Her story failed to resonate with the public in the same way other missing children do in similar circumstances. Kaylee Anthony is one that comes to mind, even though both girls were toddlers with chubby cheeks and brown hair. Because Aaliyah's case was different, she didn't have the immediate family nor really the authorities seeking that national media coverage. Investigators kept their cards close to their chest about the case, the family and their working theories right from the get-go. Aaliyah's parents were also poor and drug users, and their family relationships were splintered even before the girl vanished. Aaliyah had no prominent spokesperson fighting to find her, and sadly she never has been found, dead or alive. Local residents quickly became frustrated with the lack of progress in the investigation. They suspected Lunsford and Conaway right from the start, but it does seem the police did everything they could. Using bloodhound search dogs, divers, helicopters, a bloodhound did trace Aaliyah's scent to the nearby river, but all that meant was Aaliyah was outside in that area in the last three to seven days, not unusual since the family lived there. And Aaliyah's older siblings were confirming everything their mother said, that Aaliyah was there that morning, she was sick and in bed, until suddenly she wasn't and she was missing. The month after Aaliyah disappeared, October 2011, Lena Lunsford was arrested on federal charges of welfare fraud. The police accusing her of illegally swapping her welfare benefits for cash five times in two months selling $114 worth of credit on her food stamp card for $50 cash. And in May 2012, she would be sentenced to eight months in prison. The family would also be evicted around this time for rent owed, to the tune of $1,400, or three months' rent. After the arrest of their mother, all of Aaliyah's six siblings went into foster care. Unfortunately, the children had all been neglected in some way, some had irreversible tooth decay as a result of the neglect. And the twins Lunsford was pregnant with, they were removed immediately after birth and also placed into foster care. About a year after the disappearance, the siblings were adopted by an amazing couple, Craig and Cammy Cole. At the time of the adoption, the Coles hadn't heard Aaliyah's story and what happened to her, only what the siblings would tell them. They knew the older girls, Kiara and Destiny, seemed scared of their mother, and they thought that maybe the girls knew more than they were saying, but they didn't want to push them. They'd obviously gone through a lot of trauma, and they just needed love, trust and support. Lunsford would be released shortly after losing her parental rights, but would soon be reincarcerated for a series of probation violations related to her welfare fraud convictions. Lunsford had been ordered to live apart from her husband, Conaway, and provide regular negative drug screenings, which she failed on both counts. In fact, Lunsford would be jailed three times in five years following Aaliyah's disappearance, all the while the missing persons case would go cold.
June 2016. The Coles received a call from investigators in Lewis County that Aaliyah may be alive and had been sold to a motorcycle gang for drugs. This is now what Lunsford was saying. And Craig and Cammie Cole were positive and excited. They had all of Aaliyah's siblings and they wanted to reunite them with little Aaliyah. They set up a bed for her and bought her all her own things in preparation. They knew this sweet little girl would have been through it the last five years if this is what happened. And she'd be psychologically broken and emotionally affected. And she would need a lot of help to transition back to normal life. And the Coles were more than ready for that challenge. But Destiny knew this wasn't true, that Aaliyah was never sold, that she never left the house alive. And by October 2016, she knew she couldn't keep the secret any longer. After a church event, she was in the car with her father, Craig Cole, and this was when she decided it was time to tell the truth, that she did not have to protect her mother anymore, that she was safe and she wanted her sister found. Quote, And then finally I was like, I got this. I don't really remember what I said before, but I know I turned to my dad and I was like, I know where Aaliyah is. I think that was the hardest part, just starting. Unquote. Craig Cole contacted the authorities in Lewis County. The timeline police desperately tried to piece together was now finally falling into place. And what actually happened to Aaliyah was finally revealed. September 23, 2011. Aaliyah was being punished and was forced to stand in the corner of the room. At some point, Lunsford grew angry with a three-year-old and picked up a wooden bed slate that had broken off Aaliyah's bed. And she beat her with it, hitting her repeatedly about the head. Aaliyah fell to the floor but was conscious for the attack. Lunsford ordered her daughter to stand up and take her punishment. But when Aaliyah didn't, Lunsford told her to stay there then and walked off. And this is where Aaliyah would lay for several hours. It would be Aaliyah's older sisters, 11-year-old Kiara and 9-year-old Destiny, that picked up their little sister and got her into bed. A bed that had no bed sheets or blankets, just a plastic covering. Aaliyah was also not allowed to wear clothing to bed that night. Kiara and Destiny would later testify in the criminal trial. Aaliyah complained her head hurt really bad. And when the girls touched her head, it felt squishy, which in my mind suggests massive skull fractures. Heartbreakingly, the girls think medicine will help Aaliyah, and they give her some vitamin gummies. Destiny also testified she checked on her sister throughout the night and she was breathing and seemed fine. But when Lunsford ordered the girls to wake Aaliyah in the morning, her chest was no longer rising and she was cold to the touch. This is when things get frantic. Lunsford carried Aaliyah into the bathroom and tried to revive her but couldn't. But instead of calling police or paramedics, Lunsford tossed little Aaliyah's body into the laundry hamper adding some old clothes to cover what she had done to her three-year-old daughter. Lunsford ordered the older children to get the younger ones into the family's van, while Lunsford loaded the laundry hamper with Aaliyah inside into the van. She would then drive the van to Vetus. Lunsford knew this area well because, as I mentioned earlier, her husband Conaway lived there prior to them getting married. Lunsford turned off a dirt road that had no road signs before stopping in a wooded area. Lunsford asked 11-year-old Kiara to come with her and help her carry the laundry hamper. 
Eventually, Lunsford told the girl to sit down and wait before walking off with the hamper. And when she returned, the hamper was no longer with her. Lunsford would make Destiny and Kiara promise never to tell anyone what happened to their little sister, because if they did, well, she brought them into this world and she could take them out of it. November 2016. Lena Lunsford was now out of prison. Again. She and Conaway had gotten a divorce around the time they lost custody of the children. She was now living in St. Petersburg, Florida. According to Lunsford, she was there studying to be a legal assistant, because she is such an advocate for justice in the law, probably more just looking for loopholes of how to get out of her next criminal conviction more like it. But in November 2016, Lena Lunsford would be arrested and charged with homicide by child abuse. After the arrest, Lewis County Sheriff Adam Gissey told the waiting media, quote, The investigation led us to believe that the one person who possesses this knowledge is in police custody, unquote, referring to the whereabouts of Aaliyah. March 2018. During the criminal trial, Lunsford's now ex-husband, Ralph Conaway, would testify against his former partner. He would say they used bath salts on the night before Aaliyah went missing but that he passed out and had no idea what happened to the little girl. Kiara and Destiny also testified against their mother, which the strength of these girls, it cannot be measured. I am sure Aaliyah is so proud of them. Given the threats they had received over their young and impressionable years, they are incredible. The defence argued the children were lying, and they provided an alternative theory, that Aaliyah was alive and might have been sold for heroin and they called upon a witness to support this. A restaurant manager from Louisiana testified for the defence that she thought she saw Aaliyah with a man at her restaurant in November of 2017, more than six years after she was reported missing. The defence also admitted that yes, Aaliyah may be deceased, but if this was the case, she might have died as a result of accidental overdose of flu medication, definitely not because of child neglect and abuse. In April 2018, Lena Lunsford was found guilty. Guilty of charges relating to her daughter's murder by refusal or failure to provide necessities. Guilty of charges relating to the death of a child by child abuse. Child abuse resulting in injury and concealment of a deceased human body. For all of these charges, Lena Lunsford would receive life in prison without parole for murder, plus 40 years for the other charges, all to be served consecutively. Aaliyah's body has never been recovered. Authorities have conducted numerous extensive searches of the Vedas area, where the girls say their mother took them that morning to dispose of Aaliyah's remains in the laundry hamper. Authorities believe Lunsford buried her daughter in a shallow grave, or placed her in a ravine that floods frequently. And if this is the case, it seems very unlikely little Aaliyah will ever be found. To this day, Lena Lunsford still declares her innocence. On a website, Paper Dolls, which is a prison pen pal type situation, she claims she was wrongly accused and plans on continuing her education in order to help others in her situation. An appeal was filed, but it was denied. Lena Lunsford is currently an inmate at the Lakin Correctional Centre in Mason County, West Virginia. At the time of her disappearance, Aaliyah Lunsford was three years old. 
She was three foot and 35 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. Aaliyah had her ears pierced, and in September 2011 when she went missing. Her top four front teeth were missing. According to her poor excuse of her mother, Aaliyah was last seen wearing a pink sweatshirt with a picture of a princess, purple Dora the Explorer pyjama pants and no shoes. However, given how this story has evolved, who even knows with any certainty? If Aaliyah was still alive today, she would be 15 years old. If you have any information regarding the disappearance and murder of Aaliyah Lunsford, please contact the Lewis County Sheriff's Office on 304 269 8245. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu.